Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome out to another episode of the show. Excited to be here with you this week. Another Friday, another interview. Uh, this one's extremely special because, you know, it's another uh, referral uh, from Bob Wheatley, who was on the show a couple months back where he was sharing his baseball knowledge and his his faith and how that's impacted him and his story. Well, Bob has gotten me a couple of contacts, and that is the beauty of this platform is I've been able to connect with multiple people um, just from from connections with one another and they all have awesome stories and so i'm just so grateful that today's guest is super super special for us uh he played collegiate basketball now he's been training he trains people on the sport of basketball as well as the mental and spiritual side of life uh to to help elevate people and he also trains business owners he does mindset training for business owners it's not just in the sport of basketball and it has evolved the cool part about it is he's working alongside his wife as well as they they you know transition from coaching to now the training aspect and they've continued to evolve in that business. So today we're going to learn about his athletic career. We're going to learn about the, the things that he learned, the transitions from high school to, to college athletics. And then we're going to also be learning some of the, the lessons he, he had to experience during his college basketball career. And we'll be learning the business side of things. I asked him a, a question about the most challenging thing about running the business so far in the, in the last nine, 10 years since they started their training um, business. So you're going to really enjoy this one because we get a little bit of sports, we get a bit, a little bit of faith, and we get a little bit of business all in the same interview. You don't want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. My name is Shane Larson, host of the show. Excited to be here with you guys today. Um, another interview that is going to be packed full of of insight and knowledge i already know it right now i'm really excited for this guest and i got to give a shout out to to bob bob wheatley who um connected us together you know what's really cool about bob is ever since he joined my show he he got me in contact with a guy named brent uh porcio so brent was on my show and then now i've got our guest on the show like bob has done an awesome job just connecting and i think that's such a, a powerful thing if people are ever wondering about a podcast like how could a sports podcast help you out like in regards to anything outside of just talking sports. I'm like, no, my network is building because I'm building friendships with people because I had one guy on my show who was a connection from another person who is now connecting me with other people. There's there's power in in relationships and friendships. So I got to give a shout out. Like, this is what this platform has done for me. I'm grateful for it because now I get to connect with people that I otherwise probably wouldn't have connected with. It's very unlikely that I would have crossed paths with Jordan. Who knows? But maybe maybe I, I would have. But just grateful to, to be able to have this opportunity. Another shout out to Bob Wheatley, like I said, for, for the connection. But as you guys heard in the introduction, we're bringing on a guy who's got a lot of experience in the training field. Um, and that, that translates into business. And that translates into a lot of things. And so he's got a lot of knowledge about the sport of basketball. But that also helps you with your mindset. It helps you with your business and everything. And we're going to talk to him about his experience. His name is Jordan Delks. And I am excited to have him. Jordan, thanks for joining the show, brother. Shane, so excited to be on the show today. Excited to chop it up with you. And uh uh, yes, thank you, Bob, for connecting us and Shane, just following you and uh, looking you up after the connection, man, really inspired by what you do and uh, the impact that you're having on a lot of people. Man, I appreciate you, man. This is super exciting. Super exciting, Jordan. Uh, 
Let's rewind the clock a little bit. This is where I like to get to know the guests a little bit. So let's rewind the clock and let's unbox um, a little bit about you. You know, I went onto the, to your website, kind of learning more about you as soon as I got the connection a few weeks back. And I was like, dude, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's learn about your story. So for those who haven't checked out your website yet, and they don't know anything about you, let's just imagine the, the listeners, it's the first time they're hearing about you. Uh, talk to us about what got you into sports and what age you were when you were, you know, fascinated with playing the, the sport of basketball or any sport for that matter. But when did you start becoming fascinated with athletics? Absolutely. Well, I've played them as long as I can remember uh, growing up. Uh, just a natural passion, you know, hooping was was my passion. Basketball is my passion. And uh, I'm sitting right here in where uh, one of the barns that we train out of. I'm the owner of Compete Training Academy, and we have two literal barns that we train on uh, on our property right here. This is the original barn that I'm sitting in right here. And um, this is Indiana basketball. If you've seen the movie Hoosiers, uh, this is uh, this is what it's like in Indiana. Uh, this is what we do here. There's cornfields, there's soybean fields, there's there's basketball. That's what we do here. So uh, grew up with a ball in my hand, uh, played college basketball. And really basketball is just the tool that uh, my wife and I, Courtney, uh, she, she played at uh, Purdue University, was Indiana Miss basketball. Uh, she's the real hooper uh, and uh, we uh, that, that we use to impact people. Yeah, that's so crazy. We're going to get into this a little bit about the barn and, and the business model that y'all have over there at CTA because it's it's pretty sick, um, in my opinion. It's, it's super unique. You said, you know, this is Indiana basketball or this is Indiana in a nutshell, basically. And I kind of want to ask you about that, you know, growing up there where you would say there's not a ton. I live in Idaho, so I ain't got nothing to say about that. Like, I mean, it's, we don't have nothing here, uh, but over there, like basketball, like at least like Indiana basketball is pretty big. You know, that's kind of one of the things you guys stick to. Were you a Hoosiers fan growing up though, having been around there or was there someone else that you cheered for in regards to collegiate athletics? Yeah. So um, I'm a huge Purdue Boilermaker fan. Uh, Purdue and IU are big rivals. Uh, IU, uh, man, I, I've grown up uh, rooting against IU my whole life. Uh, I'm a third generation Boilermaker. So I, I played college basketball at Purdue University Northwest, had a year of school left, finished it up at Purdue University in West Lafayette um, as a student manager for Coach Painter uh, in the Purdue men's Boilermakers. And that is where I met my wife, Courtney. She played for the Purdue women's team. So we bleed black and gold here, man. So I, I definitely... Uh, I can't even say their name. The team from the South, Bloomington, uh, the, the, that's 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 the enemy. Yo, so what's cool about that, Jordan, and this is a, a topic I wasn't even planning on speaking about, is like, so I'm an Ohio State guy, even though yeah. I'm from Boise, right? So like, yeah. if you look behind me, I got some Buckeye stuff. I've, I love it. Yeah, They call me the Boise Buckeye. There's literally no ties in my family to Ohio State besides myself and my fandom for the, for the, yeah. the school, right? I, I loved Eddie George when I was younger, and so – you know, I just kind of when I was seven years old. So for the last 27 years, I've just been a Buckeyes fan, basketball, football, whatever. But they always talk. There's rivalries, right? You talk about the team up north with Michigan. And it's funny to hear that because you don't hear as much about it with like Purdue and Indiana. You don't hear that much. So can you give me a little bit of insight into that rivalry? Because you talk about the team down south or whatever. Like that's something that yeah. most if you're not from there, I bet a lot of college fans don't even realize that there's a rivalry there. You know, it's big. It's um it's, it's, it's a way, basketball is just a way of life here in Indiana. Um, 
if you've watched the movie Hoosiers and seen the the high schools packed out on Friday nights and a lot of small communities in Indiana, that's just what you do. You go to the game. Uh, we got a lot of high level hoopers that come out of Indiana that, uh, man, I'd have to look up the stats on how many uh, comparatively to all the states in the United States of how many NBA players have come out of Indiana. Right. So um, with that being said, Purdue and IU, it's, uh, you know, you see that the house is divided sometimes, you know, if there's a Purdue IU fan. Um, I remember one year, my wife, uh, she uh, threw a surprise birthday party for me on the day of the Purdue IU game that, uh, you know, people just, just their hearts are poured into it, man. And uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's big. This, this year was my first year attending uh, an away game at Assembly Hall uh, oh. in Bloomington. Um, I train quite a few of the Purdue men's basketball team and uh, was going down there to support those guys. And it was, uh, I felt, I felt violated a little bit. I felt like I was in, uh, in war. I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it's a different, it's a different game that you circle on the schedule. Ah, it's so cool. That's, that's part of the beauty of sports though. There's these rivalries that the, the, the general population just doesn't understand unless they're in it. So super cool, man. You know, part of your story that I read about Jordan was that, you know, you, you had dreams to be a college athlete, which you were able to do. But if I read it properly, it, it, it said you did not compete in AAU basketball. Did you, is that true? That is true. Um, very true. Um, didn't grow up, um, ha had a great upbringing, but, uh, my parents, man, they, they've had a huge impact on me that, but that was just something that, uh, wasn't in the budget, you know? Um, so it, it's, uh, something that we run an AU program now at compete training Academy called compete training Academy elite. And that is part of our heartbeat of impacting kids. I would have, you know, killed for an opportunity, uh, to be a part of a program, uh, like, like you run, like I run. Um, and it's, uh, it's something that I had to, um, you know, get seen and noticed uh, the old fashioned way on a Friday night during a regular season game. Yeah. So that, well, this is, this is great information because today it's, it's, it's so weird. It is so expensive for kids to be able to yeah. compete in any kind of club basketball or club sport for that matter. It is so expensive. Yep. And that like, there's a club fee aspect to it, which, you know, they, they have to be able to support things. So there, there's a club fee like where the clubs have to pay the coaches and pay the travel and stuff. But there's also the travel fees and all the other things that come around with it. And I, I was telling my my kids that I coach, Jordan, I was telling them the same thing. I was like, listen, man, you guys need to, for those who are here, like be respectful of like the people who are paying for you to be here. Because my parents, we, it wasn't like we were broke. We had a good upbringing too. But like, there's no way my parents could have afforded that every year because right. it's, it's expensive. Right. It's like, dude. And so I just think they, they don't have that appreciation because they just kind of grew up doing it. Like that's just something they've done. And I'm like, I don't think you guys realize the financial um, – sacrifice that the people that are supporting you are actually making. Absolutely. And that's something I always try to remind our, our hoopers every time they come to practice is that, you know what, you need to thank whoever is supporting you to be here because this is not a right. It's a privilege and it's an amazing opportunity. Uh, I would have loved to have this opportunity growing up. And quite frankly, um, I just got off a, a previous, uh, zoom uh right before this with one of my coaches that i pay every month uh to coach me up right and you you gotta there, there's no better investment than doubling down on yourself and, and investing in yourself so 
when you invest into something like AAU and you're around great competition and you're around a good program and you're around great coaches and great leaders like yourself, it, it's it, the investment's going to return every time, every single time. 100%, man. So here's the thing then, Jordan, is, as you, you know, coming up and, and having to, you know, find a way to get yourself noticed, talk about that. Um, I would like to hear more about that part of it because today you got social media. There's a lot of ways to get noticed. What are some of the things you did to be able to, I mean, obviously your plays on the court, they always say if you're good enough, they'll find you. But sometimes that's not always the case. You got to at least make a name for yourself. I'm just curious, like how your story went when uh, you were trying to get noticed so you can make your dream of playing college athletics. Absolutely. Um, I've had to really, my wife and I, this is what we, um, we love to bring to our clients. We both have very um, different, similar, but different stories. And um, for, for her being Indiana Miss Basketball, she played on uh, Indiana Elite, was the um, well, you know, top team in, in, in Indiana on the girls' side since she was fifth grade all the way through. Um, for me, I had to really work to get seen. Uh, the way I got seen, the way I got uh, noticed um, was, was blue collar, hard work, uh, networking with connections that me and my parents had, um, getting in touch with uh, small colleges uh, in the area, you know, wherever. Uh, I just knew I wanted to play college basketball um, no matter what it took. That, that was something that, you know, God definitely put on my heart at a young age is that I wanted to play college basketball. And um, it, it, it wasn't through AAU. It, 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 I had to, um, I had to, it started with dreaming big though, brother. It started with dreaming big, having that dream in my heart, not letting anybody discourage me or tell me no. Um, I just knew it was going to happen. I didn't know how, but I knew it was going to happen. If I kept working at it, if I kept uh, meeting the right people, if I kept networking with the right people, um, my dad, um, he's worked in employer relations at Purdue University for a long time. And he, he, he always told me that uh, my net worth was my network and that the way I uh, just like you and I are collabing today, you know, like you don't you, you can't underestimate the power in this. 100%, man, this is gold. So for those who are listening to this right now, whether you're watching it on YouTube or you're, you're catching the, the audio podcast, rewind that section of what Jordan just said, and I would encourage you guys to go back and take some notes. I always tell people, like, if you got your phone out, which is most likely where you're listening to the show most of the time, um, use it to take some notes. Just pop your notepad open and, and take some notes on that one because that's huge. I love that you just put the work in, man. You put the work in, and you had that dream. You knew it was going to happen. You just didn't know how or when, whatever, but you were going to put the work in. It's not like you just expected it to happen. You still worked. And I think that's something that that's even in business. Like we have goals, we have aspirations in life, but I think something that yeah. sports can teach us is like, you still got to put in the work yeah. to do that. It's not like it just happened overnight. And I don't want people thinking that like, Oh, Jordan was able to accomplish yeah. his dream of playing college basketball. No, like you worked your butt off in fact, yeah. probably harder than some and to get noticed. I, I remember, man, like I'm going to age myself here, but, getting uh recruiting calls on, on on the landline you know like getting the phone off yeah. the, the wall right <laughs> talking to coaches for hours with the cord to the wall right you know <laughs> so it was good old-fashioned recruiting uh that way yeah if you were lucky we had like the wireless connection to the landline <laughs> yeah, but yeah exactly. dude and then i remember caller id does anyone yeah. even know what caller id is, is. more like wow yeah oh my gosh that's crazy so <laughs> 
So Jordan, uh, the athletes that I coach, I currently, I coach at a club called Idaho premier. It's my third yep. year with this, this club team. And yep. uh, we're, we're heading to Portland this at the time of this recording, we're heading to Portland this weekend, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. But uh, the kid, the age group that I'm coaching this year is 17 year old. So I've got juniors going into senior year or unsigned seniors if if they're in that age bracket. Um, here's the thing that a lot of them, I'm trying to talk to them and I try to share with them interviews that I've done on my podcast. I try to utilize this platform to kind of help them out too. But the transition from high school athletics to then college. It doesn't even matter what college level, like sometimes it's junior college or it's a, a you know, mid-major D1, who knows, but there is a transition and it can be difficult for a lot of people. A lot of my friends that have, you know, gone and done it. We all know like there is a transition and I want to ask you, because everyone has a different feel for it. What yep. was the biggest transition for you going from high school to then college? And it, it could be the athletic side of things. It could be the academic side of things. Um, but what was the biggest transition going from high school to collegiate uh, level of, of everything? Yeah, it's a big transition. It's um, I think the big transitions of life, like, uh, you know, whether it's going from high school to college and then from, you know, when you graduate college into your, your 20s and you're in the in the in quote real world, uh, they, they don't prepare you for times like that. You just got to go through it and then you rely on everything that you were taught growing up and uh, your your foundation and who you are to get through it. But I think the biggest transition for me, um, you know, I, I was really blessed to have great parents who instilled a hard work ethic um, in, in me and helped me really understand who I am and uh, grounded in my faith. And so, like, my transition immediately was uh, I wasn't the man. <laughs> you know, I grew up in a small town, went to a small high school. I was the man. Uh, on my team, right? Then you go to a team that's full of everybody that, that, that was the man on their team, right? So yeah. like, whoa, hold on a second. And it, I just kind of, and that's where I think I really missed out not playing AAU where, you know, you can bring guys together like that and, and be a part of uh, situations like that uh, to help you jump timeline, so to speak. So I think for me going in there, uh, it just, you know, I didn't shy away from it. I knew it was something I had to, uh, really work through, but, uh, and just fight, uh, for playing time, fight for my goals and dreams and, uh, to help the team win. But, you know, I think that's a big culture shock. Yeah. You know, going from high school, having success, um, to college. Yeah, man, that's, that's a big one. I'm glad you shared that. And it's also interesting. You mentioned the whole like missing out on the AAU thing literally on my club right now, as we speak, we've got some guys that are like, that's the benefit. If you have, it's like you said, it's, it's a privilege, right? Like not a right. So if you have the privilege and you have the honor of being able to play and competing in a club basketball or club sports in general, that is one of the biggest things I've seen. Jordan is like, we've got guys that like we've got one one in particular who's you know the man yeah. at his school, but he's coming over to a, a team that already has. We have three guards that are going to handle the ball, so he's got to learn how to play off ball. So like, it's a whole yep. different transition. And he'll go back to his school this next year, and he'll compete, and he'll probably have that old role. But being in this, you know, for the three to four months they're with us in the club setting, it does teach you that because then it makes that transition. I wouldn't say it's necessarily easier, but it's more. Uh, I guess you can navigate yeah. uh, well, a little it's bit it's like it's just like you know it's just like anything it's just like lifting weights you know you got to break down the muscle to grow 
And the more you rep something out, the more you go through it, you know, the stronger you're going to be the next time. So um, to put yourself in situations like that, where you're, you're, you're playing against, that's what I tell people all the time, all, all our young hoopers, you know, in high school, in junior high, in elementary, you know, play against older people, play against older people, play against older people. It's just going to help you mature. It's just going to help you grow. It's, it, you're going to get beat up. You're going to get beat you're going to lose, and it's just going to make you a better player. Play against older people. I got to clip that and show that to everybody. I always make fun of like the kids. I I, I still compete with them. I'm 34. Yeah. But I'll still compete with them. And I'm like, dude, listen, man, I'm not as ripped as I once was, but I'm strong. I got that dad bod strength, man. There's, there's something to it. Dude, yeah. It works. But, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're in junior high and your goal is to start varsity as a freshman, like in your first time playing against varsity players is as a freshman, like you're in trouble. Yeah, you're you're gonna have some some growing to do. So like, man, I I I, um, I think that is one thing that I I was fortunate. Um, I I I um, was able. I I just you know as a uh, as socially like I was reaching out to people. We didn't have now. It's just at everybody's fingertips. But you know, I'd go knock on this dude's. I remember this dude. I go knock on his house. Hey, you want to go play one on one? He was three years older than me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, and I'd get ring the doorbell. Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. So like now you can talk. You can DM people. You can. It's like you, there's no reason for you not to be playing against the competition that you need. So like, and then if if you want to play Division One basketball and you're in high school, like, what are you doing right now to play against Division One athletes? You're gonna learn something new every single time. You step on the court with people like that. You're going to see how the, how they treat the game. You're going to see the moves they make. You're going to see uh, you're going to you're going to talk to them and see their habits that they have. You're going to see, and you know uh, that's what Kobe did with Mike, right? You know he he studied Mike. He looked at somebody a little bit ahead of him, and he he dang near mastered his game to a T, like Michael Jordan did, right? So that that's I think is would be is a huge. Uh, advantage for people if they can grasp it early at a young age just like and I mean for me I just told you I was on the phone with my coach uh, my business coach my mindset coach right before this uh, you know he, he's he's in his 50s he, he, he's older right he's been through what I'm going through right now coach me up like that that's that's just how life goes that when you when you are around people who have been through uh, where you want to go you're just going to jump timelines Yo, I love that, man. Super good advice, too. I just hope everyone's taking notes. Parents, players, whenever. Those who are listening to the show, take notes. So, Jordan, as you uh, look back on your college basketball experience, you talked about the transition, uh, learning You know what you had to learn there. What uh, would you say was your favorite memory and biggest takeaway from collegiate athletics? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, I have a story here for you. Um, my freshman year, I played at Anderson University, and I, I they were a, a really good Division three program, top 25 in the nation. Um, I think there were three players that were on, in the top 40 players in Indiana on this team, and um, I didn't play, didn't play. Uh, ended up transferring when transferring wasn't popular um, back in the day. Um, to uh, Purdue Northwest and um, my sophomore year, you know, 
the 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 sting of not playing. So I'll never forget like our very first game at Anderson University was against Indiana University. Uh, Tom Crean was the head coach. Okay, and I believe we had twelve jerseys. Okay, there's thirteen guys on this team. Okay, twelve jerseys, thirteen guys on the team. Okay, I didn't know this. All right, but a couple of days before the game, you know, head coach calls me into the office, says, you know, hey, you're not going to dress at Indiana. All right, wow. so I've grown up. I just told you, like, I'm big Purdue fan, uh, and I'm like, what, like. I'm, I'm the last guy on this team. Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, and I remember going back to my dorm and I had a choice to make. Like, I could could have quit, right? Or I could grow from it. And so, you know, things didn't work out. So I ended up transferring. And, and that, that adversity right there, I remember locking myself in the gym. And I told myself, uh, and remember this, young, young hoopers, uh, anybody that you will always believe you will always be that which you believe you are. You will always be that which you believe you are. So like I could have believed and embodied being one of the last players on that team, the last player on that game. I was, I was the last guy I didn't dress. Okay. And I took that motivation. And I said, no, that is not who I am. I am not going to let anybody define me. Okay. But me, like, <laughs> so I, I knew in my heart of hearts the, the work that I put in. I knew I believed in my ability and I didn't take no for an answer. And that very next year, I was top five in the NAIA in three point field goals, three point percentage, uh, led the Chicago Land Conference, number one uh, in the conference and three pointers made three point percentage. I think second team all conference in the league that year, uh, the very next season. So that was really gratifying for me to kind of uh, get the harvest of the hard work that I'd been putting in and, and reap the, re the reward from that. That is huge, man. That's a huge life lesson right there. And like, that's not an overnight thing. You, you had to go through the ups and downs mentally, emotionally, and all of that to then put the work in and get to that point. There's, there's a lot that gets dissected there. That's huge, man. Um, you you reference shooting. So as a as a shooter myself, man, that like that's like music to my ears. Just hearing the three point, like let it fly. My 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 whole life, Jordan, I've always lived by the mantra: live and die by the three. Like I will let threes go all day long. Um, I'm just a huge yep. believer in that. So. Can you let the the listeners know kind of what your style of game is? So it sounds like you're a shooter, um, yep. but were you off the dribble? Were you facilitating? Were you more of a spot up shooter like JJ Redick was back in the day before he developed his game into more, you know, more of a, a complete role? I guess like what kind of game did you play so so people can see if they relate to you or not? Yeah, for sure. And uh, excuse me as I, I plug my computer in here for losing my charge, but um, I uh, a little bit about my game. I told you that next year, I think I made. 89 three-pointers and 120 field goals so you can do the math there on what i was confident in and what i was confident in not doing and so like i was extremely confident in catching and shooting extremely confident i i uh, even now uh you know I'm, I'm not afraid to go you know 
put put me against anybody shoot 53s right now i'm i'm gonna be right there with you be right there with you so catching and shooting but actually this is something i talk about all the time uh in in our au program in 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 our mindset training uh because of that like those stats you can tell that i didn't like putting the ball on the deck okay so what the re there's a reason for that okay and back in fifth grade all right i had a coach a volunteer coach probably nothing against you know that but they told me you know jordan you're really good at shooting but you you're not good at at dribbling like don't do it don't don't do it okay fifth grade fifth grade and i let that moment so this is the crazy thing and the job that you and i have are we're very passionate about you know instilling confidence into our youth and the subconscious mind is completely formed by nine years old all right so like these things that are happening in one's childhood like they we all we're all processing and working through like our past right so this past experience that i had with a coach i let define me in my game for years okay all right so so, so like in truly it wasn't that i couldn't it was a mental blockage that i had that i needed to remove and my my, the very next year uh, i actually had an assistant coach in college name's tyler layton um shout out my boy he just got the head coaching job at a high school at, at Jimtown here in indiana uh but he was the one we all have that like one person that believed in us you know uh more than we believed in ourselves he's like dude like no like forget that forget you know what he's saying or forget what that guy's saying like you just believe in yourself and the next year i hit more twos than i've ever hit you know middies you know getting to the rim shot more free throws all because of flipping the switch in my mind so um all, all, all that to say uh man the 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 catching and shooting man that's my game man what a that's so interesting too man i love this i love it so jordan at what point in your career did you decide like when did you have this passion where you said hey man like i might want to do this like coaching or training aspect of it i want to stay around the game but i want to do that was that like during your playing days or was it like near the end of it when you said okay i need to figure out what i want to do next and did that come immediately after your playing days or was there some time in between so talk to us about that transition to the to the training aspect so uh what year were you born i'm curious 88 i was an 88 i'm 89 so we're like the same same age so training wasn't really a thing for us growing up right right did you have a trainer growing up there was one guy who yep. uh we paid and it wasn't i don't want to knock on him or anything but like i was in yeah. ninth grade and it was not it's not what it is today <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so like we grew up in the generation where you know training wasn't really a thing uh-huh. so i didn't have that in my mind I remember I've always been a journaler. Like if you're listening to this as a hooper, this is something we do with our AU program. We make everybody bring journals when we do our mindset training. Like we're journaling, you know, just a simple awareness stuff. Like what went on in our day? It's so huge because you can look back and see like the growth after years go by. But I remember journaling as a freshman in high school that like I wanted to be a coach and be a college basketball coach. And I coached after after playing, I, I after I was done playing, I told you I uh, – I spent a year year at Purdue uh, under Matt Painter as a student manager as I finished my degree. After that, 
I was uh, assistant coach for two years at an NAI school called Judson University. And then I was two years at an NAI school called Indiana Wesleyan University, which we ended up winning the national championship in the NAIA in 2016. But it was actually my wife and I, player development, uh, mar mar married a hooper, and she got into coaching. She was actually uh, coaching with Steph White at the Indiana Fever. Um, we both had opportunities to coach, and we're like, how are we going to do this? Like, two coaches in one family, like, whose job do we take? And it kind of like we went into a really intense time of prayer and was like, you know, I think, you know, God's calling us to, like, start our own training business. We love player development. We love our community. And that's when, like, if you're watching this, that's when we, like, found this barn. And we threw all our money. This is this is an old school barn. We, we, we put goals in it, as you can see. We put a cord in it. And uh, we just start. We, we, we both went all in. We quit coaching. Uh, we both had she had pro and college basketball experience. And I had coached in college for the past four years. And we knew that impacting people was, was, was our focus. And a way to do that was through the player development. When we look back on our, our own careers, that, you know, some of the most influential people were like with us in the trenches, you know, an assistant coach or whatever, you know, in the off season where, you know, it's 60 minutes in a hot, hot, hot gym where you're just grinding it out. But it, then it's the conversations afters that you have, you know, with, with, with that individual that really impacted you. And we're like, man, how can we put that into a business model where we can impact people uh, on with our gifts and truly like I, being a basketball trainer, it's limitless, right? That we can impact people from anywhere all over um, because of a ball and a rim. So we, we, it was really something that we fell into um, and just decided to go all in uh, really by uh, my wife and I, you know, realizing, you know, we just didn't have, it, it's that moment where you don't have peace, you know, like that moment, yeah. like if you, you're not experiencing, like, you know, people talk about all the time, like, how do I know when to hang it up? You know, like, like, you know, you know, quit, you know, the pros that you and I train, you know, when do I quit? And it's just, you got to come to that point in, in your spirit that you just have peace, you know? Um, but for us, like, we just didn't have peace about both continuing coaching. So like, yeah. we, we, we knew what we wanted. We knew our, our values. We knew we wanted to have a family. We knew, uh, uh, we love the area we live. So we, we've been here training since 2014, right? So almost 10 years now in one location. So it really, it came by really digging deep and understanding like what we want and who we really are. And I think a lot of times like our culture, they get, uh, they let other people do that for them. And, you know, like, mainstream would have said like keep going with i just won a national championship and nai like my stock's never higher as a coach right she's coaching for the indiana fever right uh you know her stock's high like a lot of people say you're crazy to quit your already bright coaching careers that you guys have already but to start training out of a barn like is that even gonna work like you know like and you just gotta you know uh, i like to say um, a line don't grind. 
align, don't grind. Like you got to align with your purpose, like living out of your unique design. And, you know, it, you know, that idea of training just caught fire in our hearts and we're like, we couldn't get it out of our heart and mind. And God just kept opening doors for us to start it. And here we are today. Man, this is inspiring because not everybody, including like myself, it's very difficult to want to go all in. It's one thing to like dabble and then have side businesses and a side hustle, but to go all in, especially with both of you, um, that takes a very prayerful decision and and not just prayer. It takes action. And one of the things that kind of stood out to me, Jordan, in in this conversation with just the last half hour is like the action part of what you guys do. Like there's, there's one thing to have faith in something. And then there's one thing to have the works to go along with it. You've got to work, you've got to have action. And I want to, you know, touch base on this, you know, in your bio that I read on the website, it talks about the importance of Christ and the and the Bible, just the gospel in your life. You've mentioned, you know, prayerfully making these decisions, you know, alongside with your wife. Do you mind sharing, you know, the impact that, you know, your faith in the Lord has had with you, not only through playing basketball, but through your business ventures as well? Yeah, man. And I love what you say there. One of my life verses, James 1, 22, uh, you can't just be a hearer of the word. You got to be a doer. And like, you know, I, I like to say that, um, God's always speaking to us, right? Uh, the problem is we got the volume on everything else way up here, and we got to turn that volume down and be listening to his voice. But really, man, our faith is our heartbeat here at CTA. Uh, it's why we do what we do. Um, we've actually uh, had a couple. Uh, I'm going to flip my screen here. We got it's full of basketballs right now, but. We've had a lot of bat. We've had probably half a dozen, eight, ten baptisms out of that hey. that trough right there, and like that's why we exist. You know, the scriptures say, "Let your light shine before men, right, so they may see your good Father." Right. So, like, that's all we're doing here. That's our goal at CTA. Is like when someone comes and trains with us. Like, what? Why are we different? And you and I both know there's not a secret magic trick to put that basketball in that rim. Like, but we're here for a purpose. Each and every one of us, every person that's listening to this has a unique design. They're created in God's image. All right. And it's our job to live out of that unique design. That way we display that light for the world to see. And then that's when people are like, dude, what's, what's different about this dude? What's different about this girl? What's different about you? And that's where it can like, you know what? This is what's, this is what, this is what we hope for someone to come in here and that lives are transformed, lives are changed. You know, like I can think of, you know, Wyatt, my, my boy Wyatt Hughes. He's a trainer for us. You know, he came in here six nine, played Huntington University, small college here locally, six nine, over three hundred pounds, was in the wrong things, and you know, here right, right behind me, you know, one day we call it feed me time and training. Like I, I, we do it every every. It's our mindset training at the beginning of of our, of our workout. And, you know, um, it, our clients know it's coming, like, and I'm, I'm giving them a quote or I'm giving them a scripture or something that, you know, we're just kind of talking about just to kick the workout off. And that had been rubbing off on Wyatt a little bit. And Wyatt's like, man, JD, I want to dive all in, man. I want to dive all in. I want, I want to get, I, I want to accept Christ as my savior. I want to, I want to, I want to get baptized. And I'm like, dude, what do we wait? Let's, let's do it let's do it this weekend let's fill up this trough that you just saw if you're watching this youtube and we're gonna fill it up and we're gonna invite people invite your friends and family and let's do it and so like 
to answer your question, like, man, because of the cross, because of what Christ has done and the freedom that my wife and I feel on a daily basis, we, we want it, We want everybody to feel this. And basketball, it's trivial, man. Trivial. It, it's just it's just the tool and the avenue uh, to to get to people. Yes, sir. See, here's the thing, Jordan. As I can tell, like, and you mentioned it, like, there's a like basketball is basketball. You can have trainers and, and putting the ball in the like. There's just different ways you can explain that and train people and whatnot. But there's there's something else that stands out. When I've talked to you, like just even, you know, chat with you, I can tell by your demeanor there, there's just something there, right? There's something there. And that is like, that's a big part to do with like the light of Christ is through you. And, and I know that because you can tell a difference in, cer in certain people and the way that you communicate and the way you interact and the passion that you have. So that's why I was like, you know, I'd read that. Now I get to interact with you and I can see that. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. Good for you, man. It's super cool. And yeah. I think that's such right a big at you too, man. Right back yeah. at you. It's uh you know, we're two or more gathered in his name. You know, he's present. You can just feel this is why this podcast is different. This is why a lot of people are going to listen to this, because you and I right now, there's a lot of energy being exchanged between you and I and and the you know, you're inspiring me. I'm inspiring you. The proverb says iron sharpens iron. Right. Like right. after just being around your energy, this is why people want to be around you. This is why people want to be around me. Like when when. When you go come train and work with us or be a part of our AU program, you know, you're going to, you're going to walk away with that energy's going to rub off on you. So awesome, man. This is so dope. So for those listening, you know, like that's who you want to be around someone like someone like Jordan and your wife and just be, be around that type of energy. That's, that's, that's big time. It's bigger than basketball is what I should say there. It's bigger than basketball, but that's a big piece of it. Um, you know, from the training aspect, now yes. let's let's. I want to ask you this: um, yep. being around some of the athletes you've been around and understanding yep. and seeing the ups and downs that they go through. You you know you you help them with their mindset. You you do a lot of the the cool things that are like, I would call them the non sexy things, but the they're the intricacies of the game. Like the fact that you do journaling and the fact that you're working on the the spiritual side of things and just work like the feed me concept, like I or whatever. Like I think that's amazing. Like the, everything yeah. you were saying. Uh, so you see what the athletes go through, but what would you say is one of the most common, I guess, traits or, or struggles that you see athletes that come into to train for basketball? What is one of the most common things that they're trying to work on to get themselves to the next level? And if they're a high level athlete, like maybe these athletes can say, okay, what do they have that I'm missing um, when they come in to train with you? Well, you know, I think that, you know, hoopers know hoopers. And when you walk into the gym, like, and you play against somebody that impacts you, like, you're like, man, like, there's something different about that dude's game or that girl's game. And that is what we really focus on here at CTA. So Compete Training Academy, we call it the compete mentality. So, like, when you go on the court, right, like, you're just going to approach the game a little bit different. You know, like Kobe called this the Mamba mentality. Um this is a, a, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset that you carry in everything you do. It's not just the court, right? It, it's how, it's the quote of how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's, Hey, when your, your feet hit the bed or hit the ground in the morning, you're going to make your bed, right? It's, uh, 
you know, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, you do it with all your heart, you know, not for men, but for God. So like it's that type of attitude that's going to shine a light. And it's that type of attitude that we're focusing on. And, you know, because what people don't understand, man, there's there's three there's three parts to our existence. And it, there's the physical, there's the mental, and then there's the spiritual. All right. So as Hoopers, which 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 of those three do we focus on the most? The physical, physical right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we but th there's two thirds of your existence that people just neglect. That's like literally the most important thing in your life. So like if you if you go and look at like the quote unquote successful hoopers, like it's because they're different in their mindset and they're different in their soul set and their spirit. Right. They're not you know, they're not turds. They're not like treating people bad. You know, they're, they're making everyone else around them. They're not selfish. Right. They're they're And it's that type of, uh, that's a huge, um, a, a huge area that we see people coming in. Like, you know, that I really got to grow my mindset. I'm not very confident, you know, like how do I become more confident? How do I believe in myself? How do I, uh, grow in this area? Then another one's shooting, like, Shooting's a big one um, in even more uh, today than when you and I grew up, right? Uh, the game has changed and evolved where, you know, shooting, especially the three-pointer is, uh, uh, man, I, I wish I would have grew up in this era, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, let it fly, baby. <laughs> let it fly, baby. But uh, uh, so we, we, we have a, a really specific process on teaching shooting, and uh, that's, that's really – when you come train with us, you're going to improve your shot and we're going to transform your mind. Ooh, I love all that. Like the three pillars of your existence, huge, like trying to like, you know, mindset, you got the, the physical, the spiritual, the mental, yep. everything. And then, and then the shooting aspect. So from your um, experience, Jordan, I, I tell the kids that I like, it's wild to me. Like even at 34 years of age, like I will go to the gym and I will get up 300 threes in a, in a workout. It takes me about an hour. If I'm by myself, it takes me about a half hour if I have a, yeah, a partner to pass me the ball. But like, I'll still do that. And I'll try to shoot them over 70%, you know, yep. just spot up shooting for the most part. But I'll go ask these kids, like the majority of the kids, and I'm talking varsity level athletes, haven't done a workout where they shoot 300 shots. Um is yeah. that common where you're at? Like, do you notice that that's a thing or? Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Um, and if uh, I always like to tell people in, in our training, like, if you're not working out twice a day, like, there's no way. Like, if you're if you want use all these kids say, you know, I want to be division one or whatever. If you're not working out twice a day, you're behind. Like, it, it's, you know, it's got to be a passion, man. Like you got to go for it. Like imagine like, <laughs> you know, your mom cooking meals for you and she only puts like half the ingredients in it tastes horrible. Right. So like, why, why would you not give everything you have to your passion? So, you know, that's why you got to like, you know, um, I, I think, you know, working out uh, in a way, uh, that's going to take you to the next level uh, in your in your not only physically but mentally is huge. So like you know, if you want the same results that everyone else has, do what everybody else does. That's simply put, bang! I love that. Um, so Jordan, as we're as we're getting towards the 
end of of the interview just a couple of things that i've i've started to dissect as i've been talking with you i just want to know from the business side of things what has been the most challenging part of the business since you started in 2014 you said so it's almost been a decade of yep. running this with your wife you know the fact that you have a barn that you were able to like how sick is that can we just talk about that like i'm around the business world quite a bit with my my other like i work full-time for a company called click funnels and i've been there for five and a half years we help entrepreneurs put their businesses online. We build sales funnels, membership areas, all that stuff. So I'm around entrepreneurs all day long, um, all the time. And then I run my media businesses and stuff um, as full-time jobs as well. But I love business. But I yeah. want to know from a businessman to a businessman, like, what is the most challenging thing? I'm sure there's a lot of rewards, but what's the most challenging part of the business side of things for you? You know, um, I like to say a couple of things to kick that off that, like, you know, failure is just a made up concept within one's mind, you know? So it's kind of the, the way that you look at things that, you know, failure is literally the way, like it's teaching you where you need to pivot. It's teaching you where to go next. So with that being said, you just have to align. Like I said earlier, alignment, you got to align with your unique design, your passion, your purpose, and things just start flowing. So I like to say a line don't grind. A line yeah. don't grind. All right. It, it, it's it's like uh, for the, you know, I'm sure you got a lot of, uh, you know, kids listen to this. It's like when you're, when you're going down the hallway and you're trying to get that, the, you know, that, that, that girl's attention. You try and you try and you try and you never get her attention. But you're just like, man, one day you're like, man, forget it. Like I'm tired of trying to get her attention. You just like be you. Then you get, you get her attention. You get the date with her, right? Just flows, flow state, right? We talk about this in athletics all the time, like flow state, things just flowing and happening. And I say that, that there are times I've made mistakes in grinding and trying to force things to happen on Jordan's power that when I released it, all right, then all of a sudden I was able to be like, you know, oh my gosh, like I needed to be spending my time here. Uh, and so learning the hard way, uh, man, I used to think, um, like straight up, I used to think, you know, as trainers, you know, you and I both know, like you, you can only do so many workouts a day to grow your business. <laughs> like I used to stack it from, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning till eight o'clock at night. You know, I got, you know, one-on-ones, boom, 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 boom. And then, so like, then all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, I can one, like I can only do so much with that. Okay. So, um, we're working through, okay, well now I can go to groups and now we can go to AAU program now COVID, which was a huge, uh, learning experience for every business owner, like adversity equals opportunity, right? Like it's, it's all the way you perceive th everything, everything in this life, uh, is perception like the way you perceive things so like we the people that perceived it as like man this is going to put us under they went under but we perceived it as hey this is going to take us to the next level this is a god-given time period where we got to pivot and adjust and we switched our business rebranded took the time to totally focus on the mindset side of basketball right not just the skill set which is important to focus on the skill set, but uh, mental is to physical is, you know, four is to one, right? So like, you know, 
that that was that that was huge for us to and that is something that has taken our business uh to a whole nother level of impact because now that i i, I now am spending you know probably 75 percent of my time with business owners ceos entrepreneurs uh doing guest speaking things like that on the compete mentality on what this uh mind on mindset training on our mindset programs things like that so all of that to say i have learned <laughs> from failing so much uh uh and, and the the biggest one i that i've made was i've grinded and tried to force things that jordan was trying to do on his own power so if you follow your brain every everyone has has a brain but if you, the brain is logical but it is limited. All right. But if you follow the spirit, it, it is illogical at times, but it is limitless, limitless. Yes, sir. And I took a note right here. I, I got my phone out right now. So I, t I typed the notes down too, just like I tell the listeners to do while I'm listening to you. Failure is the way literally like it. So, it, you just, but you gotta, <laughs> you gotta understand what that means. And I love that the context and the substance behind what you said there just is, is beautiful. So Two questions left for you, Jordan. One of them yeah. is coaching and, and training. Similar. Yep. They're similar in, in a lot of ways. So I'm going to package them together. Coaching and training. What's the biggest difference between that and and playing? Because I know my answer would be from coaching. It's it's a different skill set. It's not just like, oh, I was a great player, so I'm going to be a great coach. It's like not every great employee makes a great manager. You, there's a leadership aspect that you have to learn, and there's a communication aspect that you have to learn. So I guess I would ask you, what's the biggest difference between you know coaching slash training compared to that of uh, playing? Yeah. Um, as a leader, being a coach and a trainer, like you're leading people and you're leading as a player too, but you are now in charge of people's lives and getting in, if, if in a, a coach, in a team setting, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something for the greater good of 12 people on that team. Right. So it's figuring out how to, how each individual ticks uh, and what gets them going. And like the, the best coaches, they know how to motivate all types of people and they take ownership of that. Same thing with the trainer, whether you're in a one-on-one -on -one setting or a group setting or a camp or a shooting clinic, whatever, there's all different types of kids in here that get motivated different ways. So really diving into the well and learning what motivates each person and how to get the most out of that. that that's my MO, man. Like even with the, uh, like I said, the CEOs and entrepreneurs that I work with in mindset training, like pulling out the maximum potential. You got to do that as a coach and trainer, where really as a player, you're really focused on my individual game, yeah. you know? Um, but I, I, I will, I will kind of argue my own point, like the great players, they, they're trying to figure that out as players too. You know, they're trying to get, the, the good ones, the ones that have impact, the ones that are going to maximize their, their potential. Uh, if you're a player listening to this, like, yes, like you're, 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 and that this is just a mindset approach to life. Like, yes, you're trying to reach your goals and dreams, but like, you know, you're placed where you're placed for a reason around the people you are for a reason to impact those people for a reason. And like, you got to steward that really well. You got to be, you got to, when, people the, the way you know that is like when you leave that team or you leave college like 
are pe- like, you know, years down the road, like, are you getting a text or a call? Like, dude, I really appreciate you for the way you carried yourself. Like when you were, th- when you were this person at this point in time in your life. Right. You know, that, that, that's in, That's true impact. So I know I'm ranting on your question, but I think the biggest, you know, the, the, the difference between a, that I found like in a player and a coach is like, um, I got to, as a, as a trainer and a coach, you know, you're, you're more focused on growing individuals, uh, as opposed to as a player, you're really focused on the physical training of your game. Totally, man. No, and I love the context, the substance. Like I said, I, I appreciate that actually on the show. It's, it's good to hear from people like yourself. Like it's not just a one word answer or a one sentence answer. There's some substance there. So, uh, Jordan, if, if, if I'm a business owner or if I'm a, if I'm a player who wants some training or, you know, I, I'm, you know, whatever it is that I want to utilize your services, where do yeah. we go to find or to contact you or to find out more about you and what you and, and, and your wife's business, like what you guys are doing at CTA? Yeah, for sure. Um, check us out, competetrainingacademy.org. Competetrainingacademy.org. Check us out, our stories there. Uh, from that, you can find our YouTube channel uh, where we post workouts every single week. Um, then uh, on Instagram, at Compete Training Academy uh, is where we're at as well. Twitter is at Compete Training. So uh, give, give us a follow. Um, I, I, I love hearing from people all over the country um, in our mindset training program. I work with people from California all the way to Florida and I love meeting new people. So re- reach out to me, send us a DM. There's a place to inquire as well. So uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. I'd love to speak with you. Heck yeah. I'll be putting it in the description. So those who are listening, if this is your first time listening to the show, just check the description, whether it's on YouTube or if it's on you know Spotify, Apple podcast, wherever you're listening to it on. Um, that will be in the description and it will be linked there. I'll also put their social media in the description for you guys as well. So you guys will just be able to click that and get there. I just want to say thank you, Jordan. Um, it's been awesome. I hope this isn't the last time we chat, uh, but I, I just appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me and share your knowledge with us. And uh, yeah, just thanks for joining the show, brother. And I hope everybody took something from it, man. Man, uh, truly, it was a pleasure being with you. This is definitely not the last time. And uh, for all of you that, uh, all, all you listeners that, work with Shane, like uh, you, you got a special guy coaching you up, leading you. And uh, you're, you're really lucky to have him and his light is, is shining evidently every single day. So appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much, brother. For those who are, who are listening, if you enjoyed it and you want to share something about, you know, what you learned from Jordan, leave us a review on Apple podcasts. Let us know what you learned from Jordan and his story. And uh, you guys know the drill subscribe to the show because we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.